Alright, let's pull our aircraft carrier up to the boat dock today on the Anti-Woke Podcast. The GIST Podcast has a guy named Greg Easterbrook on, and he wrote a book about how all the prosperity in the world can be attributed to the United States military, and in particular its Navy. And I'm sure that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but basically that's, that's, the, that's the gist of his book. And it's something I'm interested in because like America puts, spends so much money on the military every year. And, you know, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, it kind of looks like we'd be better off not spending any money on the military. Like, we spend a lot of money, we get our soldiers killed, and we just end up destroying countries that we're trying to help. And that's another exaggeration, but you get the idea. But there's this theory that we are getting something out of our military. But we're, getting, we're getting the lack of war. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint, like, oh, oh well, you know, that was a great year for war, because you didn't have this war. And that was, you know... 2017, what a great year for war, because we didn't have whatever war. You know, it's hard, to, it's hard to prove a negative or whatever. But the idea is that everyone, you know, all the countries in the world would be fighting like cats and dogs if the U.S. didn't spend, you know, $800 billion a year on, um, on its military. But they all, you know, simmer down now. All the countries simmer down and... You know, they keep it, they keep, usually, except for this, like, Russia-Ukraine thing, they usually keep it just to a civil war. Like, you know, America doesn't go in and stop civil wars. You want to do a civil war, that's fine. But you can't do war in between countries, because we'll come in and kick your ass. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's hard to know how much, well, it's hard for me to remember how much America spends on its military, because they they break it down into two chunks. You got, like, the active duty, I'm going to say that's, I'm not sure... Uh, 600 billion and then you got the pensions and the VA hospitals they break that off as a separate thing and that thing is like I don't know 200 300 billion I mean, it all adds up to I think just under a trillion it's like you know if we if we if we didn't have to pay for any of that stuff now obviously you got to pay pensions you got to pay for the hospitals but just say you didn't just just say you said sorry no pensions and hospitals for you uh, veterans you know, a trillion dollars a year. Let's see what would that what would that give us? I mean, it would pay for free college. I mean, it's not it's not where I'd spend the money, but for you know to start off with, it'd pay for free college for everyone forever. I mean, what I would do with it is uh, I would just give cash to American citizens. You could give like maybe three thousand dollars a year to every man, woman, and child. Period. Just every year. I mean, that'd be awesome. Let me tell you, I could use an extra three grand every single year. That'd be awesome. So it kind of feels like. Hey, you don't, you know, what you lose is Iraq wars, and what you get is three grand in your pocket. But, like I say, there's this theory that, I don't know, it's important that we don't have a world that's on fire, and that's what, uh, that's what our military spending does. I'm sure we're not doing it efficiently. I'm sure you could protect the world for less money than we do it for. I mean, you know, we're always spending, you know, $100 on a toilet seat or whatever. Those stories are kind of uh, not true, but... We do spend a lot of money. I just I just learned. Let's see, what is it? The uh, the javelin missile, which is like a a missile that you can take out a tank with, and uh, it's light enough that you can carry it. 
and fire it from your shoulder, uh, each shot costs $100,000. And I guess like right now in Russia, Ukraine, there's actually some tanks that you can shoot with a Javelin missile. But in general, I mean, who the hell has tanks? The only people who has tanks is like America. Like you don't need to go into Iraq. First off, don't go into Iraq. And second off, if you do go into Iraq, the Iraqis ain't got no tanks. You don't need a ton of $100,000 per shot weapons. I mean, you know, just use the old, uh, just use the old AR-15, you know? It's like, if you buy it in bulk, you probably, 25 cents a shot. I mean, that's, that's what I would do, but they do it both. But even though it feels like everything's made in China, America actually makes a lot of stuff and sells a lot of stuff. I think our, our largest um, exporter is Boeing, for instance. Like, America makes airplanes. You know, we don't, we don't make the little doodads that you buy in the store. But America does make, like, you know, we make bulldozers, excavators, airplanes, like big things that are hard to make and sell for a ton of money. America actually still does a lot of um, manufacturing. And so, if you want to sell stuff to the world, you don't want the world to be on fire. So, you know, so maybe paying for the military is worth it because then you got all these companies, you know, that can make money. And that's manufacturing. But, you know, we also got, uh, you know, Google, Facebook, even though they're all woke pieces of crap. Uh, you know, they get to sell their stuff to other parts of the world because those parts of the world are not on fire also, etc. There's just all sorts of, I mean, finance, banks, it's it goes on and on. America makes a lot of money off of the world, even though everything in Walmart is made in China. So Easterbrook has an observation. Uh, he's saying that for the last 500 years, there's been like nothing but constant naval battles all over the world. Except for, I guess since World War II, when uh, America created a giant navy that sends ships everywhere and uh, puts a stop to that stuff. And I think that's about right. It's probably true. So here's a stat. The Navy costs Americans $700 per person. So I guess the government could send every man, woman, and child $700 a year. Or we can have our Navy. And another thing mentioned is that... I mean, I don't know. Does he have a poll? But Americans just don't think about the Navy much. They don't think about sea battles. Um, and maybe the reason why is because... Like, you know, if you have a battle on land, you can build a little monument there. I don't know, Gettysburg. But if you have a humongous battle on the ocean, um, the ships sink. All the dead sailors go to the bottom also. There's nothing there to look at. There's nothing there to remind you that something happened. And so people just forget about it. Well, so I'm just going to tell you what this guy says. Uh, whether or not I believe the stuff, who knows. But okay, so... What makes the Na the U.S. Navy special? What makes it different from, you know, navies in the past or other navies today? Well, it's the only navy in history that's forward deployed, right? We don't keep the navy navy ships in America on the whatever what are it, docks docks the boat docks. Um, we have ships all around the world, right? We have bases and boat docks or whatever. Uh, all around the world so that's that's what it, that's what it means to be forward deployed is your, your ship is already there it's like oh oh country you know shithole country a and shithole country b you guys want to get a little naval battle going on um hey we already got a base there we got ships right there we don't have to sail them from america all the way to you
And so no Navy in the history of, you know, whatever, the last 500 years has ever been able to do that kind of thing. And also, I guess, like, Britain and a few other countries have tried to do that, to do that in modern times, and they're just not big enough, you know? They don't have that $700 per 300 million Americans uh, to get her done. So let's compare boat-to-boat uh, -boat combat versus stuff like the Iraq War. Well, I think, basically, uh, it's hard to be a terrorist on the ocean. Hard to be a suicide bomber, hard to do... Uh, IEDs on the roadside. So it just kind of shows you, you know, the army, infantry, whatever, marines, uh, they got a, they have a devil of a time dealing with uh, whatever, bombers, bombers, uh, Muslim bombers in Middle Eastern countries that we should, we should have never gone into. But the U.S. Navy is just so freaking awesome, plus you can't do suicide bombings, etc., we already won. Without, without even uh, fighting a battle, we win. We stop the battles on the ocean. And so apparently, a hundred years ago, 5% of GDP, so 5% of money, came um, from international trade, from stuff between countries. Uh, today that number is 25% of money comes from international trade. And, uh, you know, it depends on how you feel about China, but it has lifted... International trade has lifted, you know, so many freaking people out of poverty, it's insane. You know, like 500 million Chinese. More Chinese people have been lifted out of poverty than everyone in America, almost times two. I mean, it's unfortunate, whatever. It's good for those people to be lifted out of poverty. It's too bad that the Chinese government is such a not nice government. So speaking of China, it sounds like... The rest of the world has pretty much stopped building ships. There's just no point, you know? America's just got it covered. You know, they either protect you because you're their friend, or you couldn't, you couldn't defeat them in a naval battle anyway, so you don't even bother. But China, China's the, uh, the only uh, country that's... Whatever, they got the money, they got the idea in their head to uh, build up a navy. And apparently there's 11 nuclear-powered aircraft carriers in the world... All 11 of them are U.S., but China's building them, building themselves one. So there may be 12 of them here soon, and two countries will have nuclear aircraft carriers. It'll be 11 to 1, but, you know, China's coming up. Well, so we got all this peace and prosperity and no, uh, no good naval fights. Can we get ourselves some sort of naval fight going? And so the answer is that, you know, the only one, the only one out there who would even have a reason or a navy to go at us would be China. And I guess you know, the way China is situated, they got the, the South China Sea, some sort of sea over there, and China wants it. China wants to have total control over it. Sometimes you hear about China doing funny stuff in there, like taking over islands that have no people on them and stuff, and building a naval base that, you know, all it is is just gets pooped on by the seagulls. But I guess the South China Sea, like, who owns it? Well, China's on the, the sea. But so is Japan, Vietnam, I forget what, Indonesia, who knows. Also, there's a whole bunch of countries right there all, all around that ocean. And so, you know, everyone's like, oh, we all own it together. And China's like, no, 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 no. We don't want to own this together. This is the South China. The important part of the South China Sea is the word China. That's how they feel. And so apparently... An aircraft carrier that's nuclear, that's a supercarrier. 
but there's lots there's lots more aircraft carriers around and uh whatever we keep our super we keep our super carriers in the south china sea you know as kind of a fu i guess to china or you know or a a little bit of a finger wagging to China. So we got we got a lot of Navy ships, big ones, big badass ones over there. And apparently Britain, so they don't have any nuclear aircraft carriers, but they just built the two biggest ships that they've ever built, which are both aircraft carriers. And the first thing they did with those two ships is send them right over to the South China Sea as a little FU to China. And so Easterbrook, his opinion is that China, America, they would never attack each other in a naval battle because I don't know, I guess it would destroy the economy or something. I mean, you know, it might lead to a freaking nuclear war also. Although I think, I looked that up. China has 300 nukes, and America has like five grand, so whatever. I don't live near any big cities. Bring it on. Just kidding, don't bring it on. But anyways, this guy thinks the idea is that even though no one's going to go to war in some giant naval battle, um, China thinks that if they build up their navy enough, then maybe, you know, America, Britain will start getting their boats out of that area. So they need to spend a lot of money on ships. I mean, just a month ago, I'd be like, that's crazy. No one ever, no nuclear power ever attacks anyone. But now it's like, is China going to attack Taiwan? You know, after Russia attacked Ukraine, I mean, it's kind of like all bets are off. Might be a good time for America to attack someone and be like, well, don't look at us. They did it first. Hmm, who could we attack? I mean, everyone says Canada. I think that'd be good. We should attack Canada. They've grown soft. Twitter handle, at Anti-Web Podcast, and thanks for listening.